y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. This is Y'all Heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips, act as a once a week brain vitamin that helps you learn (laughs) something new and boost your levels of happy thoughts. Oh, wait, I, um... <laughs> Marissa got so frustrated with that she walked away from her computer. Yeah, I was going to say, I forgot you don't have visuals, but yeah, I walked away. <laughs> also, my air conditioner wasn't on, but also, I wanted you to know it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Also, we're not related. Yay! So, Pete, how's your week going? My week's okay, <laughs> I guess, all things considered. Okay. Um, yeah, Pete's having a rough time. I just keep forgetting, like, stuff to talk about and things like that. So, I've been having these, like, sort of migraine-esque headaches, and yesterday I Ooh, had one. migraine-esque. I have They're not one. migraines. They're migraine-esque. Uh, until I verify that they are, <laughs> they are only-esque. Okay. But I was at work, and my Trump-loving coworker started talking about the Mueller questioning hearing thing and she was like he's acting stupid oh maybe i should move the microphone closer to me (laughs) i just realized that we were doing a podcast (laughs) but like uh so she started talking she was like oh he's acting feeble and he's acting like he's old and he doesn't know what he's talking about and i was and i just fell for it and i started to talk to and like because of the chase I'm like, I can't have this conversation anymore because I feel like I'm going to puke. And she's like, I know when I watch the news, I also feel so sick. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm really going to puke on the floor. Like, my head is killing me and I feel nauseous. Please let me leave. Oh, my God. (laughs) So that happened. That was whatever. (laughs) In other words, Pete's having a good week. Yeah. And my mom called me about the same thing. And she was like, Pete. Is Mueller a good guy or a bad guy? Your mother's an adorable woman. <laughs> and I was like, on your news channel, Mom, he's a bad guy. On my yeah. news channel, he's just some guy. <laughs> yeah. He's neither... He's... he's Yeah. Just a guy a trying of, to do yeah. his job and go to bed at night. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How about you, Marissa? Have you had an exciting... I know you've had an exciting week, but in terms of things uh, you're willing to talk about... <laughs> exciting week in a way I'm not willing to talk about however I will tell you something happened today this doesn't mean that much to that many people but if you follow things I enjoy uh, you would know that I really enjoy the Korean band BTS and you will also know that I enjoy Lil Nas X and his song Old Town Road (laughs) our loyal listener Mike Dominic texted me today but I oddly knew about it slightly before he told me that BTS and Lil Nas collaborated on an Old Town Road remix today that dropped called Soul Town Road. Like Seoul, the capital of Korea. So, um... I hope he's going around every country <laughs> doing is, this. Is it good? No. Am I glad it happened? A little bit. Yeah. What did I Homies made the spill from Korea Did the bias Riding to the farm huh? Riding on the car huh? We gon' get your money With my homie in the backyard Can't nobody tell me nothing Is it actually bad? It makes me uncomfortable Cause I don't feel like the guy from BTS really I don't know He has like an affected rapper voice that's weird But uh I appreciate 
how willing Lil Nas X is to collaborate with people. Anyway, that's, good so that's way neither to put it. good or bad. That's just a thing I want you all to know. So go <laughs> Google that. So that up against the Chocolate Rain guy. Oh, you actually loved the Chocolate Rain one, didn't you? Yeah, what the <laughs> f***? What? <laughs> Pete! You liked his Hi. Old Town Road. Oh, I really like Tayzande, and I really, I, yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway. I just thought it was dumb. You're dumb. When I heard that song, with the, it was mostly the music. Like, him doing it without music, it was like, oh, this is I mean, novel and funny. But, like, the music that he picked as the backing was... Yeah, I mean, that's valid. Oh, speaking of Lil Nas X, guys, we were looking at the stats, and that episode was, like, three times as popular as any other episode we've ever done. <laughs> that episode broke our own record the way Lil Nas X's song Old Town Road is breaking the Billboard record and almost going to dethrone Mariah Carey for 16 weeks. <laughs> On the Billboard top charts for number one. So that, so I did that. I was in, I was in uh, Walmart, which I don't like to be in a Walmart in the first place. And this mom was just overwhelmed with her kids, so she just put on all down road and, and put the phone in front of her kids, and she just like was able to walk around then. Did and all of her kids were entranced. <laughs> and I like that. Lil Nas X is such an adorable human. He deserves all the love he's getting. Also, don't mind his album. It's not great. It's not bad. Some songs are really what I fun. Expected. Some of them I skip. It's a solid album. Very good. On that note. Icebreaker. Pete, here's my icebreaker. Ready for it. You are going to have a tattoo artist come to your house in, let's say, the next 10 minutes. For some reason, you have to get a tattoo. It's non-negotiable. What do you get? Oh, this is a little tough. You can't say, like, a dot. It needs to be something noticeable. Oh, uh, come on. Give me some credit here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like, are there any limitations? No. What about it you? Needs to be oh, me? Um, I was thinking about this today, because I was thinking I kind of want a tattoo, and I was like, I don't know. Because there are a lot of tattoos I agree to get with people, and then those people vanish from my life, and they're dead to me, so I'm not getting that tattoo anymore. <laughs> I, if I were to get a tattoo, like, tomorrow, I would get... Boricua elegance in cursive on my arm. If you're not familiar with, with a, what a Boricua is, that is a Puerto Rican person. And I am Puerto Rican. And I have reclaimed... Well, Ricky Martin himself was never declaring it. Just people with, were hashtagging Ricky Martin with it. And I was like, that's my hashtag. I wouldn't get hashtag Boricua elegance. I just feel like I am Boricua elegance personified. Is it so going to be like a cursive scripty kind of font? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It would look classy. It would look elegant, dare I say. See, I'm not imagining elegant. Uh, You don't think cursive is elegant? It depends on the font. In my head, I I have like an airbrushed shirt that you would get at the Jersey Shore in my my mind. (laughs) Let's say a middle ground between that and elegant. Yeah. I wouldn't go too hard in either direction. Okay, back to you. So Marissa's answer feels a little different to me because she's like maybe considered it she has like a good reason i considered it but i only considered it like hours ago i'm actually going with the pitch that marissa gave me which is a tattoo artist with a gun is coming to my house and in order for me to live i have to get something tattooed on myself and and they're coming to my apartment so it's not like i have to be someplace else so i'm looking around my own apartment and the first thing I saw that I would be willing to get tattooed on myself is Winnie the Pooh. 
Oh, God, wow. Why would you be willing to get that tattooed on you? Because I could be like... That causes a judgment on my yeah, part. I'd be like, I got some poo on me. Pete, <laughs> you and I... I love that joke. <laughs> me and Pete notoriously overcommit to jokes. I don't think like one you really want to... I don't know. But sure, Pete. Sure. Yeah, like... Because... I thought you were going to say a duck. But I sort of, like, shift around a lot. But poo is eternal. Like, the things... You know, it's funny that you should joke that. What? <laughs> but, like, poo is kind of eternal. I mean, we do joke about duty a lot. Not poo, but duty. Yeah. Which is the same thing, but specifically using the word duty. So I'll accept it. I have to say, I didn't really love the character of Winnie the Pooh as much as I Christopher Robin. I actually dislike Winnie the Pooh. Really? But, um... Not but, the character. I just mean, like, the show. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. But yeah, like, that's the thing, Marissa. If somebody's coming to my house and I'm stuck, I don't have anything in my head where I've ever been like, if I ever get a tattoo, it's gonna be blank. Yeah, okay. I could finally meet a duck, and it really pisses me off. I'm open to that experience. Can we get duck tattoos? But that's what I mean. If I get a duck tattoo and a duck is like a, a dick to me, <laughs> just switch one letter. <laughs> yeah, but what, you, you, you judge every duck the same? I don't know. I mean, right now I'm stuck with Pooh. The tattoo artist came and went. <laughs> okay. Or maybe the a picture of my mom Good. on that magnet. Okay. See, oh, that reminds me of someone else that paid homage to their mother in a tattoo form. Anyway, can't wait to see your segue. Speaking of imprinting something on your body that doesn't sound so easy to get rid of. Question. Did you know about the story, or did I tell you about the story? I read about it, and then I was like, I'm going to do this. And then you were like, I know about that. Because I had found it, and I thought it was fake, because I was like, the f***? And then I really was looking at the New York Times. And I was like, what? So continue, I'm sorry. What Marissa is mysteriously teasing about is Elon Musk's new business endeavor. Not many people seem to notice that this announcement happened, because Marvel is releasing 10 movies in 2021. And everybody seems much more interested in that. I'm really upset that no one I told this about knew that this was happening. Yeah. I was like, this is like, this is horrifying. But again, that's why you're listening to our podcast, people, so that we can share with you the horrifying things you may have missed while you've been looking forward to a Black Widow movie where Rachel Wise is going to be in it. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I do like her. Yeah. But need I remind you? Horrifying enough that I thought I was reading a joke site. <laughs> then I looked and saw I was reading the New York Times. I read an article. I think it's, it's – I tell you what it is a little bit later. Uh, but I also watched the live stream. Not live. I watched the recorded live. I don't. But they still call it a live stream. I watched the, the announcement video of this, which uh. I, I, I thought Elon Musk had like a an accent, and he doesn't. So I was <laughs> very disappointed. I kind of thought he did too for some reason. I feel like when people in, in what do they call it? Impress impress? Impersonate. No. Oh. When people impersonate him they have an accent. So I was expe- anyway. I also, was surprised. he's very impressed by accents. I was surprised at how often he said um and didn't have the right words to speak. But mostly I speechless by his own discoveries. I, I listened to it, watched it for like 15 minutes <laughs> i couldn't do the whole thing because then he brings out a bunch of people who work for this company and they talk about the science and honestly i don't really understand most of it okay so over the years he has said that humans will one day be left behind 
that the rise of artificial intelligence will sort of leave and human beings behind. And he wants to help that happen faster. It's a matter of time before artificial intelligence exceeds our intelligence and no longer needs us with Thanks selfishly begs the question, if it doesn't need us, then who is it existing for? Like, if AI builds a Matrix-style world where things are crap in reality but amazing in the cloud, then you basically have an amazing world on a server someplace else. So, like, what do you need the outside world for? Which begs that, if that's possible, the amazing world on the server, like, is our world right now with billions of people just on a server someplace? Who cares? And if it is, then, like, how many servers are there? <laughs> but, yeah. I'm yeah. actually with you, Marissa. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, Musk says, which, by the way, repeatedly through this, I'm going to call him Musk. And after a while, yeah, it starts to get really gross. Yeah. <laughs> I think with an, a high bandwidth brain machine interface, we can actually go along for the ride and we can effectively have the option of merging with AI. Why would we want to? Then he immediately says, this is extremely important. And he takes a long pause where he doesn't follow up why it's important. What a f***ing twat. So it's important because Elon Musk says it's important. Yeah. He explains this sort of like in a soft way where you're trying to convince people it's a good idea. He goes, uh, like, human beings already interact with technology, so you're sort of already using artificial intelligence in some way like you try to remember an actor's name and then you google the movie you find it and then you tell your friend who you're trying to remember it with what the actor's name is the main reason that this takes time is because you need to go to google type in the name read it to yourself and then use your brain to say it out loud and elon musk thinks that you type like a sloth would (laughs) apparently you're not moving fast enough but what if you just thought the question and immediately knew the answer You'd be a bore at parties, but you'd be very smart, too. I hate it. I was telling someone about it, and they were like, that's so cool. It would be so great to have all the knowledge at your fingertips. And I was like, the world would lack mystery and be so f***ing boring. Yeah. It would be like, sorry this sounds so dramatic, it would be like, mystery is for the rich. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like the people who provide the information, you know? It's like a luxury. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to our old movie reference friend, Her, the reason that Joaquin Phoenix can't keep up with Scarlett Johansson is because she's processing information so quickly. Her bandwidth far exceeds the human brains, so her knowledge is constantly expanding. Add to that, she doesn't seem to get, uh, you know, wrapped up in a lot of things like we do, like maybe like style, fashion, diet, exercise, relationships, financial stability, all the things that we sort of have to worry about as people because Mm -hmm. we need to live. (laughs) In this way, Johansson, or Samantha, is very much the cortex of the brain and less the limbic part of the brain, as Elon Musk explains. She doesn't possess the emotions and the feelings very well. So human and AI are bound to split at some point because of the complexities of having all these human things to worry about. In the presentation, they show a video, one that is narrated by what sounds like an AI voice, which already made me suspicious. (laughs) Okay. This video explains how neurons work, which is why I'm skipping it. Uh, We're not scientists. We are speculators. And that's what we do on this podcast, okay? We speculate. Elon Musk says, like, you know, philosophers talk about the what if you're a brain in a jar type of question. You know, like, 
if you're a brain in a jar and you're thinking and experiencing things and you're receiving stimulation, are you dead even though you're just a brain in a jar? So he says that we are all brains in jars. It's just that our skulls are the jars. Okay, great. Everything that we experience is what he calls a neural spike. So why not trust a thing that produces neural spikes? In other words, why don't we utilize various parts of the brain that may not be getting used as much to supplement things a little bit? So the plan is, with this company, which I curiously just didn't write the name of. (laughs) Okay. But I'm 95% sure they're called Neuralink. Uh, So what they plan to do is put a chip in your head, guys. That's it. It's smaller than a penny. Uh, It involves thread that is a tenth the width of human hair. For some reason, the thread is what upsets me more than anything. And the thread is so vital to it. Because if they just clamp a chip onto your head and you, like, knock your head on the wall, the chip could fall out. (laughs) Yeah. So Elon Musk says that it's like, oh, this is a procedure. See, even when I interpret him, or or I, (laughs) what's the word? Impersonate. Uh, Even when I want to impersonate him, I feel like I have to put an accent on it. But um, he wants this procedure to be like LASIK. Uh, You just go in. It's like an outpatient procedure. You know, as long as somebody can drive you home, you're perfectly fine. (laughs) So we are getting wired, but only if you want to. Elon Musk is very quick to say, only if you want to. But that will be so uneven for a person wired and a person not wired to like be in a conversation. And again, I feel like it creates... This is this is preachier than I would like it to be. But it, it I feel like it immediately creates like a sort of class war or, so, or something. Yeah. Because like, yeah, you have people... Who, just like when you watch a, a sci-fi movie about people who can afford genetic manipulation for their children and people who can't, you know, like, Oh, now there's a a vast chasm between those who have and those who have not, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we kind of have already, but speaking of things we already have now, this sort of human machine stuff is happening already. And Mm -hmm. Musk acknowledges Parkinson's treatments, which use 10 electrodes to stimulate brain functions. The difference here is the amount from the publication Scientific American. The team says it now developed arrays with very large with a very large number of channels, up to three thousand seventy two flexible electrodes, which can be implanted in the brain's outer layer or cortex using a surgical robot. The electrodes are packaged in a small implantable device containing custom built integrated circuits, which connects to a USB port outside the brain. The team hopes to ultimately make the port wireless. Neuralink okay. also intends to have the electrodes write signals back to the brain to provide sensory feedback in the form of touch or visual stimulation. The translation of that is you have a USB port in your head. <laughs> okay. And what you can do with these types of things, right? Like, you know, you can do this. You have your phone. You can plug your phone in with a USB. And when you do that, you can put music onto your phone or you could take pictures off of your phone that sort of thing right yeah same idea here now the number one comment on youtube underneath this particular announcement for me i should say because you know how algorithms are that yeah. damn ai <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a paralyzed man whose life would be immeasurably better by using such a device In a Mm -hmm. curiously long post, he explains how long it takes him to type. Okay. Because, and again, 
He just oh, okay. You over-explained it so that's much. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. He is exciting for the development because, yeah, he has to either use his eyes and find something in Blink, or he has to use his mouth to sort of like navigate over to something and then okay. puff into a, a sensor so that it hits that particular letter, that sort of thing. But um, I don't understand. Wait, can he talk? Well, that was the thing, right? At the end of his whole entire post, he goes, although my new machine has voice recognition, so it's made this a lot easier. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, like what? Here I am feeling super bad. Now I only feel kind of bad. Yeah. But anyway, okay. um, the thing I think that you kind of have to understand about this is that they're not talking about like pulling data from the brain. The whole thing, right, is pumping information back into the brain. And that seems kind of scary. So, like, the other thing that I'm kind of thinking about is when cell phones came out, they were like bricks, and then they became smaller bricks, and then they yeah. became foldable bricks. <laughs> and then they yeah. took crappy photos, but now they take bigger photos, and they got flat, and they take even nicer photos now probably 3D photos in the future. They probably already do. Uh, eventually, phones became awesome. You can connect your phone with your iPhone cable, um, with but your like, Android phone, you have to connect with maybe like a different kind of cable. <laughs> yeah, Ultimately, yeah, they okay. hit USB, and now there's mini USB, and now there's wireless charging, too. You can listen to music with wired headphones. Now you can listen with a Bluetooth. Things are constantly changing. So if you could open the floodgates of hacking the brain, it would seem to me that the possibilities are endless. You could make your brain experience free fall from your armchair. You could simulate the pain of childbirth in solidarity with your mate. Uh, or if you're blind, you may be able to see. Yeah. And in that seems like a useful purpose. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> in time, you could probably remote connect with another brain. And figure out what you two want to have for dinner later. You or could maybe, brain bang. Or maybe you could make them want what you want for dinner later Ew, if you know up. how to hack the brain correctly. That's f***ed Oh my god, that's f***ed up. Then you're going to have Inception. Or maybe you could have them walk off of a roof of a building. Yeah, this is f***ed up. I don't like this. When all this stuff comes out... It's such an exciting scientific vacuum that it feels like it happens in with little regard for the people who might actually use it someday. Like video on a phone sounded stupid to me when it came out, but now you can watch a video of a black man get killed by a police officer because the man's friend recorded it. And that friend can go to prison on weapons charges after yeah. being systematically harassed by the police department that he recorded the video of. That is valid. <laughs> Many people seem very lit up by this idea, like much much like Marissa uh, encountered when talking to people about it. In fact, the major hurdle that this idea has is government regulations, like testing on humans, uh, FDA clearance, all that sort of stuff. And mm -hmm. despite Musk likening the procedure to LASIK and saying that you won't even need to be in a hospital, it's still attaching an outside thing to your inside brain. <laughs> yeah. I would Ugh. want that to happen in a hospital. Absolutely. Like, not just go to my eye doctors and get like a thing <laughs> put into my brain. <laughs> in fact, experts in the field say that that sort of procedure being that simple is way off, but it's obviously part of Musk's plans. Yeah. Ugh. So with human AI merging, the world is going to be a weird place. 
I don't know. As how if much it's of not it already. It's something to look forward to. Or how I much of it. I want to be dead before this happens. Yeah. I don't mean I want to die young. I mean, I want this to take a long time. Or how much of it becomes the movie Elysium, where cyborg Matt Damon is trying to get, you know, all the healthy people on the upper crust planet thing to share the wealth and. and help the people who don't have access to the health care that... None of us watched Elysium, Pete. You know what? Based on my description, you'd be surprised that I did, because <laughs> it sounds like I don't know what it's about. Okay, yeah. Kind of. of course, of course, Marissa, I am a pessimist in this particular situation. I'm thinking of all the things that could go wrong, but there are some That's cool things that I'm could happen. Of. You could visit Denver and download a map of it into your brain and go to the places that a person you know has been to or enjoyed. But then you would never stumble upon little mysteries. Yes. Because you would know where you were going all the time, and life would lose its mystery. And I'm always, I always feel cautious about this, probably because I raised my raised myself on sci-fi thrillers and horror movies. <laughs> but much like Marissa's read on the dark web, it could be cool, and parts of it are downright scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't so, like that I think the dark web could be cool, but continues. But like, she's not wrong. It could be cool. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it turns out it's not. <laughs> no, no, no. Most of it's not. You cannot say there are right. not cool parts of the dark web. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like if you look at the statistics of how much the, of the internet is pornography related, you're like, <laughs> wow, we're really underutilizing this resource. Yeah, yeah, okay. Apparently, 4% of websites are porn related. 13% of web searches are porn-related, and 20% of mobile searches are porn-related. So we're only talking 4%. Maybe that was a bad example, Pete. But just like the dark web, if you don't know where to look, you know, you can't find the cool stuff or the scary stuff, honestly. Mm-hmm. And much to what Marissa was saying earlier, if you are not hooked up with this new neural technology... You also are not in the know, and you fall behind a lot and don't really know where to go. So, yeah. uh, again, creating that chasm in between things. As somebody who works at a college, it's like, do I get paid? <laughs> like, can I develop the program that's going to go into your head? <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, Marissa, one of the things you could do with this is basically experience anything in the world that someone else has experienced before. Like, as long as they can download that experience from another person's brain or program it in some way, mm-hmm. they can pump it into your brain. So my question mm-hmm. for you is, if you could have any simulation patched into your head, what would you want to experience? Huh. Can you answer that while I think? Um, no. <laughs> for some reason, the first thing that came to mind is, I swear that I saw some movie <laughs> where uh, where there was like a drug that simulated death. And Ew, I was like, oh. That? I was like, oh, that would definitely come up. People would be like, oh, I want to experience death. <laughs> okay. No, that's not what I want to... You know what? In fact, Marissa, maybe I'd like to go in the opposite direction and... You want to experience life? See what it's like to experience <laughs> happiness and joy. Oh, oh, oh. Because... I don't know if then I could joy be like, and death are opposites. I right. think life and death, but sure. <laughs> but yeah. like Then I could be like, oh, this is it. I have that sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I think wow, in my head I just deep. have like 
happiness and joy and glee or just like some amazing magical euphoric thing but wouldn't it be nice if i just learned it's like oh oh i've been here before (laughs) so wait i'm sorry can i i can experience an emotion or an actual like action yeah so like if you wanted to go uh skydiving but stay on the ground they could just patch that experience into your head. Uh, I want to experience dancing ballet on points in point shoes. Right. I know that sounds so like low key compared to Pete's whatever emotional journey. Mine was mine was just nonsense anyway. I feel like I was born to dance. I just didn't have the time or skill. <laughs> so that's what I would want. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I try to come up with something more like we accept that you just want to know what it feels like to be happy. <laughs> You, listeners, should let us know what you would experience if you could just have it patched into your brain, but you could have it done in the safety of your home or something like that. An action, a feeling, an event. Let us know. Some people are like, oh, you can do some of this stuff with virtual reality, right? Like, you can experience certain things with virtual reality. But, like, this is not... I want to say it's not a simulation because you're directly experiencing it Mm, through your brain. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-oh, Pete's selling this to himself. (laughs) He's no, it's to get uh, into it. it's different. I think sometimes when you see virtual reality portrayed in certain ways, it's like, oh no, you can't just take off the goggles and it's over. But I've always been like, no, in reality, you can just take off the goggles and it's over. <laughs> so yeah, no. That being said, I've never really hung out in virtual reality. That being said, the mall by me where I grew up has a whole store where you can sit down and like experience VR. So. I did VR once. It was fun. Podcast road trip. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. It was fun. So yeah, anything that was interesting that and gross. Talk, but anything that I missed that outraged you or scared you? No, I don't think I read all the details. I think I just wanted to like start yelling about it yeah. before I finished it. Yeah, and then I got an argument with a coworker because they were like, "That sounds amazing," and I was like, "That sounds horrible," and they were like, mm, "To each his own," which. And yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you if you if you regulated this type of thing so that the guy who commented on YouTube is able to somehow that was the other thing I wasn't quite sure of. Like, so with this particular thing, can you reactivate parts of his brain that aren't working now and give mm-hmm. him the use of his legs back, or are you just going to give him the feeling of having the use of his? Oh, legs? that's interesting. Okay. The other, but the other part would be that he can basically think words in his head and then they can show up on the screen so in that Mm -hmm. respect it makes that much faster and easier for him uh and it could probably translate into words and stuff like that although he can talk so yeah there were i had some some questions about that but um yeah like if you after a brain injury lost the use of your hand and you could get the use of your hand back because they could sort of light that back up that would be pretty cool but again to me it always comes down to some sort of regulatory body that's really going to keep things under control and also if it's hackable that's horrifying and everything is i'm sorry (laughs) like (laughs) so yeah i don't know if i like that but yeah yeah i i uh think it's interesting but by interesting i mean i don't want it to happen when i'm alive (laughs) yeah like straight up. So yeah, let let us know your thoughts, Mike Dominic. Don't worry, Marissa, let me know. There's an Juan, article. let me know. Everyone, let me know what. I I was gonna tell you like you don't have to worry about this happening while you're alive because the world's gonna end within 18 months. Who said that? The BBC. Why? Because of climate change. 18 months. Oh shut. Oh no, up. I'm sorry. In the next 18 months, if things don't improve drastically, 
the world will inevitably end within like 20 years or something. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, my grandpa did tell me the world's going to end soon. Yeah, he knows what's up. That, that's why I should move home. <laughs> anyway. It's time for plugs. It's time for plugs. Got any yeah. plugs this week, Marissa? Mm, plugs, plugs. You go first while I think. Hey, while you're thinking, y'all heard? <laughs> hey, hey. We're recording our 105th episode? We totally missed the 100th episode. Wow. <laughs> wow. We've been to that end. Because, because when we used to do split episodes early on, I used to count them as like 13A and 13B. Oh, okay. But then later, like now when we're doing them, I just count them as whole shows. So yeah, technically we've surpassed 100 shows. Wow. Well, happy birthday to us. Yeah. Related to that, I also completely missed the birthday of Sandwich Portraits this year. So I wanted to post eight years of Sandwich Portraits. Good for you. <laughs> so you guys can go out to sandwichportraits.com and browse eight years of uh, me taking pictures of sandwiches. Early on, it's every week. And then after a while, it becomes bi-weekly. And uh, recently, in the month of July, we have focused on seafood sandwiches. And coming up, probably by the time this episode comes out, there will be a chicken burger up on uh, the website. Mm, I'm hungry. Let's see. I will plug in honor of the late Luke Perry. Once upon a time in Hollywood, that is his last cinematic pro- project before his death. So go support it. Not not before his death. Maybe it was. Not during his death, right? <laughs> it's the last time you'll see him. No, maybe he didn't do that right before he died, but maybe that's just the last thing you'll see. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Always, I know. I don't know. I don't I don't like to think of him in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, I mean he's not starring in it, but he has yeah. I think he has a decent enough role. But uh He's yeah. got a great catalog of uh sci fi original type movies as well. So you guys he's can also check in those Oz. out. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm also going through the entire catalog of nine oh two one oh episodes, so join me. So, guys, thanks for listening. Yes. And we're back to split episodes for a while because I'm taking improv, too. 570-PODWOD1 is our phone number. Yeah. And also at Y'all Heard Pod. Where... Or Patreon slash Y'all Heard. Yeah. And Facebook, which every single time I log into Facebook, I go, what, what, why are you doing this to yourself? Oh, Pete. <laughs> bye, everybody. Hey, bye. Bye. Oh,